0: Gopher fans, it's Phil Mackey here with a question for you business owners specifically. Have you ever had an insurance
1: claim that left you feeling like you got sacked in the end zone? When something bad happens to the company you built with your blood, sweat, and tears, You don't want to be left sitting on the sidelines waiting to get back in the game. You want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Your local federated representative is ready to create a custom playbook of specialty insurance products and risk management strategies for you. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours.
0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Score North Gophers Show time, another edition of the Score North Gophers Show a quarantined edition. I believe this is our fourth quarantined edition of the Score North Gophers show your host today, myself, Ross Brendel and Mr. James Murphy via the Google Hangouts machine. Murph, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Ross. Uh, you know, trying to keep myself busy. It's a little bit difficult. I don't leave the house. I do all my, you know, all my work from the house. I, we we record this podcast from the house. I you know, I I am I'm kind of getting I Here's we'll go off on a short tangent before we talk over Ross. I always was the kind of person who enjoyed working from home. I still kind of do in in, in some um in some aspect, I'm sure there's a lot of you listeners out there who are either being forced to, to work from home or, or maybe having a bit of a break from the usual job uh, situation. So, but for me, I always enjoyed being at home and working. I, I it was something that I liked doing. But being forced to be at home and work is a little bit different, and I, I kind I don't really like that. I, I don't like not having a choice whether to come into the office
0: or not. Yeah, I leave my place to go for daily walks for anywhere from two to four miles. Sometimes that's all four at one time, or I split it up, you know, two and two, just so I will force myself to leave the place or to get groceries. That's about it. I don't think that that is any different than anybody else at this point. It has definitely become the new norm murph and as you know it's probably it's not the new norm forever but one would guess it's the new norm for probably well at least in the state of minnesota through april and my guess would be in into may and not trying to be too negative i'm really beginning to have my doubts about how quick we are going to get back to live sports and if and when yeah. we do what that will even look like. But that doesn't mean, Murph, that we can't at least talk about sports. And before we get into gopher hoops, we're going to spend a significant amount of time on Marcus Carr declaring for the NBA draft on this edition of the Score North Gopher show. I do want to give a plug, Murph, right now, thanks in part to Score North and the Minnesota Twins and Louisa Rise. If you make a donation at scorenorth.com, keyword donate, again, scorenorth.com, keyword donate, or check any of our socials at Score North, one more time, scorenorth.com, keyword donate, a donation of any amount to the Ronald McDonald House, you are qualified to win a signed Louisa Rise Minnesota Twins jersey. So thanks to the Minnesota Twins for stepping up to help out the Ronald McDonald House, and we're really looking forward to doing some good. We've already raised a couple thousand dollars. We'd love to raise some more. And again, whether that's $5, $50, or $500, your chance at winning that Louisa Rise jersey is the same. You have to donate through our site, though. So scorenorth.com, keyword donate, or check our social handles. We've uh, done a pretty good job communicating the exact link to go to so Murph. Let's talk some Gopher basketball. Sound good? We'll start with that and work into some other Gopher topics.
1: Sounds good. Excited to uh, excited to fight you on something. Okay, honestly. I think we are. I think
0: we'll fight a little bit. And sorry, I, I cut you off a bit there. So I think we will fight a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be an in the streets all out battle. Uh, the first topic, Marcus Carr. He declared earlier this week for the NBA draft last year. He averaged. I will admit this surprised me. Maybe I just checked out of some games, or maybe he had a fair amount of, of mop-up duty points. Because I don't recall his numbers being this good during the regular season, so my apologies to Marcus.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to blame me for checking out, though. The
0: well, th- there were some games. 15.4 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, 6.7 assists. He shot just over 39%. All in all, not a bad year, but I gotta be honest, at least when it comes to the eye test or the it factor, him going to the NBA next year, to me, seems laughable's not the right word, because it's not laughable. We saw what Amir Coffey was able to do this year without getting drafted, and maybe that's even what Marcus Carr would be hoping for. Uh, my odds—he's declared he hasn't signed with an agent, and he said that. So there is a chance he'll come back. I actually do believe Murph. The odds are stronger that he won't come back than he will come back. Uh, that's just—that's just a gut based how this based on how this year went. The vibe around the program, even though the coach is coming back, just doesn't seem to be. It's not negative, but it doesn't seem to be overly positive or hunky dory. I'd say it's 60-40 that he goes to the NBA, and and why I put it at 60% is I I have no clue. Uh, No no clue here, Murph. This is just me speculating. He's Ah. seen that Daniel Oturu is leaving, more than likely going to be a first-round pick, if not a lottery pick. He saw what Amir Coffey was able to do last year by getting his two-way contract and appearing in NBA games before the season was put on hold. I think... Recency bias, if that's the correct term to apply here, I think he sees that his path to being in the NBA is not all that different from Amir Coffey's, and he's probably looking at the Gopher basketball roster (laughs) next year thinking, is it possible my best year was this year and I'm going to hurt myself by playing next year? So I think think it's 60-40. I would not be shocked at all if he comes back, but I put the odds... I don't know if sixty percent is fairly high, but I'd say that in my in my mind, sixty percent. I think it's pretty good that he that he doesn't come back.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I have to disagree with you there. Um, I, I hear all the points that you're making, and they are all really good points. I just think that when push comes to shove, and he is given the information, because they all go to these sources where you know they they kind of peg where they're going to be either taken or what can be expected of the draft process. And I think enough is going to be told to him that is going to make him want to return to Minnesota for at least one more season. Now, I, I again, I'll, I'll go back and, and touch on some things you mentioned because there is a there is a serious possibility that this may be his best time to go out. Um, you mentioned with Daniel Oturu leaving, and the state of the Gopher basketball program, what we're expecting next year, he might have a little bit of a downturn in production. Um, I I think he'll be able to to expand on what he did this year. I, I think he had a really good year. I, I really enjoyed watching Marcus Carr play, and I think if Daniel O'Toole not on this team, his usage rate would, he, would go even higher than it was. It seemed like there was a lot of times when the Gophers had to Rely on him to make a make a big shot, or even just to keep him in some games. Um, he did a lot of work in the interior. He, he actually, I, I, you, you mentioned 39% from the field. That's not great. I mean, for a guard, it's it's okay, but he did a lot of. He he was not that. Great of a perimeter shooter, where he was at his best was driving inside and and hitting contested contested shots in the paint above much bigger defenders. So I think Marcus Carr is absolutely has the ability to be a talent that could make it to the NBA and could um, especially you know start in the G League and maybe work his way onto a roster. I think he's a talented kid and I think he's. On the right track. Like I don't think him declaring for the NBA draft is is uh, like way above his pay grade. But I do believe he's gonna have a. Uh, there, there's gonna be he's gonna be in a lot better situation if he does return to Minnesota. But I I get what you're saying about not having Oubre there and the Gophers themselves maybe being in a you know a bottom of the conference sort of situation next year. But I think for Marcus Carr's production numbers, that's gonna make it. Better and he's going to be even more ingrained in the in the scoring and the offense and 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 he's going to produce at a level that would that would uh, make it better for him to leave after next year than it will ultimately after this year.
0: Yeah, a note uh, our own Darren Doogie Wolfson of Score North, of course, the scoop which is available anywhere you get your pods, just like the Score North Gophers show, iTunes. Spotify, ScoreNorth.com, or that free ScoreNorth mobile app, Doogie reports that last year, upwards of 70-plus guys declared for the NBA draft, but then came back to play uh-huh. college basketball. So I certainly know this happens. He and to- up
1: Lamar Stevens as one of those options, and yeah. Lamar Stevens had a really good year this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it happens, and it, it's not just a few guys who test the waters and come back, as as Dougie mentioned. It, it was quite a few last year.
0: So you brought up something, Murph, that I wanted to touch on a little bit as to where I would agree with you that I would more than likely consult him to come back to college. Is he's a driver, right? That's where I think you and I both think he was at his best, getting mm-hmm. getting to the hoop and making buckets. Well. Beyond that, he still only shot 39%. So it's apparent that the shot needs to be worked on. And it's not going to be as easy for him to slash to the hoop in even the G League or the NBA as it is in the Big Ten. So I think, to me, that's the number one reason why he should come back to college. And that would be the number one selling point if I was Richard Pitino that I would be telling him, and I'm guessing that's the feedback he's going to get back from the NBA when he looks at his draft grade is that they're going to tell him you got to become a better shooter because the rest of it seems to be there. We all know the athleticism is there. The numbers were not that bad being the second best player on a team. To average 15 points, five boards, and almost seven assists as the second option, that is a good year, but... If you can't shoot, you can't play in the NBA for the most part unless, you know, you're you're a big-bodied, able-bodied defender. It's going to be tough for a guy, which Marcus Carr isn't, it's going to be tough for him to translate to the NBA if he can't shoot. And,
1: and we can't, I mean, I, I feel like we shouldn't go down the path of he's, in, he's like a in an uncapable shooter. Like, he, he had some big shots and, and he, you know, he when he got in rhythm, some in certain games he can make three point shots, but it, it just wasn't all there all year. And I think that is definitely something they're going to look at as you know if, if you're if that's not something that's developed, there's there's not really a a a, a route forward in the NBA, and even in, like you said in the G League where he would kind of I mean I wouldn't say he'd be exposed but he would have a tough time, I think, if, if he went after this year um, with, compared to the, the guys he'd be going up against.
0: Okay, give me a percent, Murph. What percentage do you think he is back with the Gophers next year, knowing that it can't be zero because nothing is zero and nothing is truly 100%? How high are you going to go? that he is back with the Gophers next year. I'll tell you, I'm going to stick to 60-40. I think it's a 40% chance that he's back. For some reason, I just believe it's greater that he's gone than that he stays. So I'm going to say it's 40% that he's gone, no higher than 49. I just lean that he's going to ultimately choose the route of trying to make it to the NBA.
1: Yeah, well... A hashtag off the pod. I said I said 100%, but you're not going to let me do that. Also, you did a fairly good job convincing uh, with, with with some of your arguments. I, I will give you that, Ross. Awesome. Um, I'm still going to be a high like higher than you are for sure. I'll, I'll I'll stick at 80 80 yeah 80% 80% that he is going to be back with Minnesota next year because I I agree with some of the things you're saying. I agree with the fact that. He, in his mind, he might view this year as his best year to go out. It's also a weak draft. We've kind of been hearing that all year. Um, it's a weak NBA draft, so that maybe there's a chance you he actually would get some traction as, a, as an undrafted player in a weak class. So who knows? But I, I think that when he's given the draft grades uh, from the experts that he that he speaks with, uh, he's gonna he's gonna realize it's gonna be better for him to return to the University of Minnesota in 2020. If they're playing games, but we can talk about that at a different time.
0: Just for fun, don't you wanna get a hold of one of these draft grades where they tell the kid, dude, you can't even play in the NBA? Like what would what would that <laughs> what would that paper worker report look like if they basically say what what are you even talking about? Why are Why are you even going through this process? You'll You'll never play in even the G League.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how blunt they get. I would assume they're. I mean, their their goal is to you know they're paying they're paying for accuracy. So I guess if that's if that's what the uh that that's what the numbers are telling that that particular expert that that particular draft guru, if you will, uh, I, I I think they're I think they're gonna. They're gonna be honest with them if they don't even think they have a chance to link on with a team. If they think, you know, honestly, you might you might be better off playing overseas than even trying to get into the G League. I think they I think they they let them know that. What do, what do you
0: think? I think they're very blunt. It's professional sports, and if you think about it too, they're not. They're not going to sugarcoat something. They want the best talent in the league. So if, if a kid doesn't have it, I think they're going to tell of that, with, with without a doubt. I bet you, I bet you, it's incredibly blunt and incredibly harsh to the point. It's probably kind of laughable at how harsh it is. <laughs> I could, yeah, it would be interesting just because we don't know what, like you said, what's in those reports. So that'd be interesting to, to get our hands on one of those. We'll see. All right, Murph the Gophers have been linked to some transfers this week and where typically transfers don't do a ton for me even though if you even though you may be getting a really good player, it's always a year off. Well, the NBA yeah. is kicking the tires on basically a one time only because of COVID-19, anybody can just transfer and play the following year. So the Gophers have been linked to a couple of transfers from Rice, forward Drew Peterson and uh, also another kid by the name of Trey Murphy. So let me read you these numbers here, Murph. These are the two kids from Rice. Drew Peterson average. I'm going to round these numbers, 11.7 boards, three assists. He was a sophomore, so he'd be a junior next year if he's allowed to play. Also, sophomore Trey Murphy, 14 points, five rebounds, one assist. Uh, on the surface, and actually, there, I'll throw in another one here. There's another kid from Minnesota. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Wieshart, Calvin Wieshart. He's in the transfer portal. He went to Delano, but he played basketball at Georgia Southern this past year. He averaged nine points, two and a half boards, two and a half assists, assists also a sophomore. Okay, the, the the program clearly needs some bodies, Murph, and, and they're going to be yeah. short some bodies. I gotta be honest. These might be great kids. This doesn't do a ton for me. It's not like they're tra- it's not like they're transferring from from even. We'll pull the Miami joke from a couple months ago. It's not like they're even transferring from an ACC school or they're a grad transfer with good pedigree. I'm not saying these kids can't become pretty good basketball players or they aren't already. But if you're at Rice and Georgia Southern, how much of a Big Ten player are you really? And should we even be excited?
1: no, um and and I had sorry to sorry to pull the rug out i I just don't understand that at all i mean if if anything like you said, it'd be a one thing if you're transferring from uh you know a a big time program where you're just not getting minutes, maybe you've been under maybe you've underperformed from what 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 was expected early on, or like you said, the other route where you're a grad transfer who's you know, you're you're 23 and you're you can add something to this team with your experience, with your leadership. Those two things I'm all for. But, you know, when you're coming from a dunk program, sorry, Georgia Southern, when you're coming from a, a little program where you're mediocre production at best. I mean, no, I mean, that's not a big that's not a Big Ten player in my eyes. That's not I, I don't understand that at all. What do you
0: think? Uh, I I agree. I would never say that maybe they're being they were being used incorrectly. Maybe they weren't being used to their potential. But I would say this, there's a lot that we can we can look at with Richard Petino and say, Boy, well I really wish that they would have got that kid, or how did they miss on this kid? I'd have to do more digging on these three specifically the first time around and more specifically uh, the the kid from uh, the kid from Daleno because he was a Minnesotan I'd have to do a little bit more digging on that but it, something tells me if they really wanted these kids out of the gate they could have had them like you probably wouldn't choose Georgia Southern over Minnesota maybe you would right. for some weird reason I don't know what that would be but. I would definitely take them. I know, I know in the, I know in the case of Calvin again, the kid from Delano, he's not first on their list. I think they're gonna have to whiff on some other kids before they get to him. And, and if they get any of these guys, great. I, I just, I, I don't know if they're program needle moving kids, and maybe, maybe they'll turn out to be great additions, but. All I'm saying right now is it's worth monitoring. It it would be nice if they can get a few capable bodies. But I also don't think we should be super excited and start planning the Big Ten championship parade if they land any of these kids. I will say this. Hopkins guard Kerwin Walton, everybody believes him to be one of those kids who could be program changing 247 sports or 247, however you want to pronounce that. They have him ranked as the 97th best player in the country. He says he's going to make a decision in April where he will play college basketball. Uh, he did include the Gophers in their, uh, in his top six. That includes the Gophers, Arizona, Creighton, Georgetown, North Carolina, and Vanderbilt, who's established themselves in in recent years as a pretty decent college basketball program. I I don't know the realistic chances of getting him. Some say that there is a realistic chance. Others have said they're probably just on the list because they're the hometown team. Uh If you can land somebody like him, again, being from Minnesota, and I've said numerous times with you and with Manny Hillmurf, I don't care where the kids are from. I just want good basketball players. But if you have a chance to get the ninety seventh kid in the country allegedly, and he's in your backyard, I think that would be a good get for Richard Pitino and the Gophers.
1: I agree with you. Um, I, I think I, I am actually somewhat um, somewhat excited about hearing where he where he goes because those are some big time programs that the Gophers are, are mixed in with recruiting-wise, and I think they do have an advantage, I mean, being right here. Now, of course, I mean, 97 best in the country, that that would be a good, as you mentioned, that, that'd be a good get for, for the golfers. that fringe four-star recruit, and that's that's exactly the kind of player that they need when they're having all these, these you know, these big-time players leave, like Daniel Oturu, Marcus Carr testing the waters, and then Amir Coffee last year. You need to replenish that system, or if if you're in a situation this year, like like for instance, if Marcus Carr does decide to leave, then you're in really rough shape for next year. We haven't really talked about that yet, but I mean it it it's definitely it definitely is going to need to replenish that that uh, that system. And if if you can if you can go get a kid like that, that's really going to help for Richard Petino.
0: In an effort to tease and have some more quarantined. Content, Murph. We will table any more basketball discussion for this edition of the Score North Gopher Show and switch gears to football. We've joked an awful lot, Murph, about all the issues PJ Fleck has had getting spring games off the ground since he got here. I think we even in the past had mentioned that one had been outright canceled and never played. That was wrong. I did do my cracked research to dig this up, but let me walk you through the Golden Gopher spring game since P.J. Fleck got here in 2017. Are you okay with this very quick synopsis, Murph?
1: Yeah, it sounds like you did your research. Go ahead.
0: So in 2017, the game was played on Saturday, April 15th. It was the first spring game under P.J. Fleck. The game did go off with no issues. I was there. It rained incredibly hard. And for a long time in tailgating, we had a big canopy set up where we basically hung out under the canopy for hours because it poured. However... When the game started, it was just cloudy skies with a light rain off and on. So we will say that that game went off with no issues, even though it was not a perfectly clear, sunny day. Fast forward to 2018. This game was played on Thursday, April 12th. It was moved up two days to avoid, quote, inclement weather. The game was still open to the fans on that Thursday night, but it was sparsely attended due to an earlier start time, and on a weeknight. Being
1: on a Thursday, right?
0: Thursday night, correct. 2019, last year, the game was played on Saturday, but it was moved indoors, and it was only open to media and a small number of family and friends to avoid more inclement weather. 2020, this current year, Gopher Spring Game was set to go off this Saturday morning at 11 a.m. My tailgate was to begin not too far away in the Skyumala lot around 8 a.m. Both have currently been, for now we'll call it postponed, not outright canceled, although I think we believe we're probably going to get there. So 2017, game goes off with no issues, Murph, but it was a rainy, soggy day all day. 2018, the game is played two days early because of inclement weather. 2019, moved indoors because of inclement weather. 2020, a worldwide pandemic, at the very (laughs) least, has postponed the game for now. My question to you, in 2021, what will postpone or cancel the Gopher football spring game? I'm going to go a
1: different direction for you. In 2021... Not only will you play the Gopher Spring Game, uh, it, it will be it will go off without a hitch. It will happen as planned. But your weather for that game will be above sixty-five degrees, and you can write that down—sixty-five degrees or more, or higher—for the Gopher Spring Game in twenty twenty-one. It's about damn time that it goes off uh, with some nice weather under the PJ flight regime, as uh, as you mentioned. It's it's been it's been uh, rough going. The first three years, and and now with this one being completely canceled. Well, I mean, not canceled yet, but we're just assuming. In 2021, it will be perfect weather for the golfers' spring. Game. How about that?
0: I am going with game day plumbing issues at TCF Bank Stadium. <laughs> that that's. They don't play, as far as I know, the Gophers, they don't play at the Yoko Coliseum, do they? No, they they do not. But uh, until this game happens, uh, and you're right, Murph, Saturday looks not to be uh, the best day, but they definitely would have been able to play the game. They are owed a sunny and 65 type spring game, so let's... Let's hope that that happens. we'll We'll close with this Murph. it's It's a little bit more of I guess it would be a downer. Maybe we should have closed with the with the spring game talk, but I, I think this is at least worthy of two minutes here on the way out the door. Is it possible, Murph, is it remotely possible? And I say this question sounding depressed because I actually am thinking about this. Uh what's the percentage that Rashad Bateman has played his last game with the Gophers? What if we, if we, if we don't play college football next year and Kirk Herbstreet, although he says it's his opinion, it's his opinion that we won't play or shouldn't play college football or Uh the NFL next year because of the COVID outbreak. If there is no Gopher football next year, uh, he's not coming back. He'll go to the NFL. So what, What's it? In my opinion, I think the percentage is maybe like ten percent. Because I think I think next next season was probably going to be his last year here, anyways. So if they don't have a season, he's probably gone. Yeah,
1: um, I I agree with you. Um, I, I think last year or next year would be expected to be his final year in Minnesota. Although he, I mean, he has if you if you follow him on Twitter or any of his social media. He is extremely passionate about being in Minnesota, playing for the Gophers. He's he's extremely um he feels extremely passionate that PJ Fleck took a chance on him and, and he I mean, even though he had other yet other big time SEC schools including his home uh Georgia Bulldogs who who had recruited him and he chose Minnesota. So he I mean he, he loves it here from all, everything that we can see. I don't think he'd he'd Go a step further into playing four years here. However, I think you're right to be a little worried about possibly, um, you know, this. If if they don't play any games, I don't know how that would work with eligibility. Would would with those? Would you technically be able
0: to go to the draft at that point? I don't know how that would work. Have you heard anything on that? I think he would. He'd be three years removed from high school.
1: Yeah. Is that all? Yeah, I guess that's all. Yeah. Because regardless, if you're a redshirt, you know, redshirt sophomore or junior, you can you can go after three years. So I suppose that is how that works, even if you just don't for some reason play a uh, uh, play one of those years. However, I think and and college football might be a little bit different. But if there's any league that's or any sport that's set up to play without fans, I think is, is pro football. And I think that the NFL could go off without a hitch if they didn't have any fans. Because if you think about the NFL, it's a TV product anyway. And sometimes they go out of their way to not show the people in the stands, if, if especially if it's an, more of an empty stadium, an empty venue. I think NFL, you're going to have no problem playing those games without any fans. College might be a little bit different. However, I think... Again, football is way is well more set up to do that than like baseball or basketball. Like Those would be extremely odd to see with no fans. But I think football, that is one sport where you could get away with playing it with no fans. So I think that maybe is something they would do, again, more for the NFL than college. But it,
0: it, it, it's something that makes me think that we are going to see football next year. Okay, Murph, quick hitter on the way out the door. This is a big weekend for the Gophers. Brock Lesnar defends his WWE championship (laughs) against Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania 36. Have you been plugged into WWE at all? And do you plan on giving them two days of your time this weekend? Before you answer that question, Murph, let me go on my rant for the show. Let's go. The WWE is going to use this year where they're basically saying we're going to give you two nights of WrestleMania because you have nothing else going on. They're going to use this year to give us two nights of WrestleMania going forward for the rest of time, and I don't want that at all. I said a couple years ago. Was it last year's WrestleMania was darn near seven hours long, and I said this is yep. the start. They are intentionally. I watched
1: it with Declan in the in the
0: Scornort Studios. Yeah, uh, I they, I believe that was last year. Murph, they, they intentionally made it so long last year to get us used to having two days. And now there's a pandemic that gives them two days, and they're never going to give that second day back. It's too much. Give me your. But what's the
1: point for them to make it two days? Like, what? Why does that make it better from their business standpoint to make it a two-day event? It's not. I don't believe it's changing the amount of money that the that wrestling fans are giving them because you're just watching it on the network. I mean, you're you're subscribed for that month anyway, so. What is, the, like, what is the benefit? I guess the live crowd, I guess, uh, if people are going to pay for two days of... It, but if, is that really the only reason that would make them want to do that? Like, that's. I guess that's the only thing
0: I can think of. Well, I think it's two. It's just that they can say, look, we own this entire weekend. It's not just WrestleMania Sunday night. It's WrestleMania... They,
1: they kind of, they kind of already do, because they, they do the NXT event the day before. Like, they... I, I don't know I, I don't like it either. I'm with you on it's too long. I mean the, the way that they were building WrestleMania to be over six hours or seven hours more if you include you know all the pre not not pre-show because thats it, that is included but all of that stuff leading up to it, yeah, no, that's too much. I agree. it's anything above like getting to five hours is a lot but once you get over that over six and seven that's way 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 too much.
0: Murph, write that down. WrestleMania will be a two-day event from this weekend forward until they eventually just take over the entire week and the entire world like the NFL. Uh, not on this card, Murph. I do not see our guy, Riddick Moss, also former Gopher linebacker Mike Wallace, who goes by Riddick right. Moss. I don't see him on this card, but he's still in that 24-7 mix. He might actually be the yep. champion, so it wouldn't surprise me if, Halfway during the show, there's a 24 7 match that takes 30 seconds on, like, the uh, in the parking lot or somewhere, or somewhere in the venue. He's still, he's still, like, bumming around with Mojo Raleigh, right? Oh, don't get Murph, don't get me started. (laughs) Mojo Raleigh attaching to his buddy Gronk, that is one of the worst characters they've ever had. And every time I see him, I question, why am I even watching this stuff? Can't stand him. (laughs) One of the worst characters.
1: and, and you were gonna you were gonna bring up obviously former gopher Brock Lesnar against Drew McIntyre. I don't know if you watched the Royal Rumble. That may have been one of the best booked Royal Rumbles I've ever seen. I mean, they they've had some really good ones from back in the in the late nineties, I know, when Stone Cold was winning them. Those are really good but especially the year where he was he he was kind of feuding with, with Vince and Vince came in and, and like that that was that was really good book too. But this one where you had Brock Lesnar rolling basically through half of the rumble and everyone was so over that. I mean, everyone's over Lesnar when he's just like way above everything else. But when they had Drew McIntyre come in and eliminate him, that was, I I popped for that. That was, that was really good booking. And then it was kind of back and forth through the, through the rest of the rumble to see who would win. And I, I thought that was one of the most fun... Uh, you obviously, Edge coming back, that was really fun. But I thought that was one of the best Royal Rumble matches I've seen in my lifetime. What do you
0: uh, think? Uh, No, it, I really enjoyed it. I actually thought the pay-per-view w- was, was pretty good. And I think the, the lead-up to this WrestleMania has been okay. I think even though... He can barely move anymore, even though he can move better than he used to. I think anytime you can get The Undertaker back involved is great. I've been bored and over AJ Styles for years, so I'm a little disappointed that that's the match. But it is what it is. My hot take for you, Murph, Universal Championship, Goldberg needs an opponent because Roman Reigns had to to pull out. I'm going to go ahead and say that either The Rock shows up for like a two-minute match— or it's probably going to wind up being Triple H just because he's there, and I don't believe he's on the card already. So those are those are my guesses. And Murph, if we're breaking down WrestleMania and Gophers <laughs> at WrestleMania, it's probably time to get out of this pod, don't you think so? Well, you mentioned
1: a couple times we're doing it on our way out the door, Ross. I do my best. Some of my best work on the I don't <laughs> know. What
0: well, what's uh? Well, oh, let's just uh, do our best to keep battling here, Murph. Get through this one day at a time, one week at a time, and and uh, oddly, there's
1: still Any been more cliches. You got that was that was quite a few in, in about the, the one sentence. So, you, you know I mean, what? You could include like keep that chili hot. You got
0: and whatever, whatever whatever else you got. I. It's just it's an elite effort from you and I, and, and it needs to continue continue to be that way there has been gopher news so as it comes in we'll continue to pod hopefully out uh, once or twice a week uh, again we know we know the quality has suffered a little bit we know the content maybe has suffered a bit and we know we know if you're listening to this right now you're always suffering because you have to listen to myself and Murph but we certainly <laughs> we certainly do appreciate it please tell your friends please rate us positively if you can and if you have any extra money in that wallet or pocketbook of yours, please score keyword donate any amount of money you donate to the Ronald McDonald house qualifies you to win that Luis arise signed Minnesota twins Jersey. So thanks to him and the Minnesota twins for that. Thanks to Murph Murph. Have a good one. We'll talk soon. Okay.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk after, uh, after Drew McIntyre's the new the new
0: WWE champion. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of thinking that too. That'll do it for if this.
1: If he's not, that'll be I mean, I, WWE last point. WWE loves trolling. So that would be a really good troll to have Lesnar just beat him. But I mean, it's it's uh I just don't think they
0: do that. Did you just out the door to the king of On the Way Out the Door? I think you did.
1: Yeah, I guess. I suppose I did. <laughs>
0: Murph, you're the best. We'll talk soon. That's James Murphy at Murph underscore MN on Twitter. I'm Ross Brendel at Brendel Ross on Twitter. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to another quarantined edition of the Score North Gopher show.